Good morning and welcome to Calgary Business Podcasts. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and we're here today at the ATB Financial Center, Entrepreneur Center with Lourdes Juan. And Lourdes, I, I'm glad you made it here because the snow was uh, tremendous last night and this morning. So Lourdes, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself to the 17, nine different businesses <laughs> sure. that you're involved in. So please just get... Give us a brief run, rundown of some of the things you, that look really exciting to me. Okay, well, I'm going to be as brief as I can. <laughs> um, so I, my name is Lourdes. I'm the founder. Uh, I actually started with Hive Developments right. uh, nine years ago. I founded that company. And then the same year, I founded Soma Spas, which is now Soma Hammam and Spa. Right. Uh, Just, and so for the benefit of the listeners, I live in the Middle East a lot. The hammam spas are very popular, particularly with my wife. But just to, very we can popular. talk about that we can, <laughs> offline, but that's uh, just let <laughs> we'll you know. We'll get that. into it. Um, and seven years ago, I founded uh, the Leftovers Foundation, which we can talk about. Right. Um, I'm a co-founder of Fresh Roots uh, Inc., which is a social enterprise that just started here in January. It's sort of a spin-off of the Leftovers Foundation. Right. And I'm also the co-founder of the Moonlight Market Foundation, which is a street food night market which runs in East Village every year. So down East Village, that's, so I literally was there last night, and there's that platform Calgary, the yeah. office there. Yeah. And it was, I was just explaining how this place was, I mean, derelict. 18 years ago, 20 years ago when I left Canada. It's unrecognizable now. It's incredible. Yeah. You see Bow Valley College there, The I think it's the library, Bell Studio or that. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. just nice buildings, but then there's some, anyway. Good area to be. Yeah, know. yeah, and I so I think that's it. I think that's it. I sit on the board of the Home Space Society, um, Detox, which is a design. It's called Design Talks. Right. And uh, Calgary Planning Commission, which is Goodness. the approving authority for development, large development permits in Calgary. Right. And uh, sort of a recommending body for land use to council. So I'm really, I mean, for to you to take even five minutes of your time, it sounds like those 16 different things you do. Was I 79? But there's a, <laughs> there's a lot you're doing to unpack that. But what, I mean, what would you like to, like, see, for, for the Calgary Business Podcast, I usually just, what are the key issues you faced in your business? Mm-hmm. So we can pick one mm-hmm. and leftover. I, I like the leftovers. Let's go over the leftovers. Okay, we'll start Tell with that. Tell us about the left. What are the key issues you've seen in leftovers for the and, last? And, you know, I really, like, for me, I, I, for the most part, you know, these things are incorporated as charities and nonprofits and, and incorporations, right. but they share so many things. You know, I learned one thing for my development company that right. helps inform what I can do with my charity. Well, I mean, for, let's just take charity. For instance, Benevity, if you, you know, Benevity. Yes. To me, that sounds like they're raising funds for others to raise funds. They've raised $30, 40000000 million recently. And yeah, there's an incredible platform. So that is a... Chair, like the old days of walking around the office and get collecting twenty dollars. This is me, my my twenty dollars or five or it depends on who it was for. Yeah. With the and they're they're packaging it up, so that benevolence probably change if the the economy's down. You got to look a little bit harder for, to raise funds. I mean, for sure. And I think like with platforms like Benevity and Canada Helps, it's so much easier now right. to know about what's going on out there. They've digitized, you know, a lot of the charities and nonprofits that are doing work, and you can basically through your company select 
you know, what charities and That's right. what causes are It's like are a menu, of, menu you want to go through and it's really Exactly, seamless. and then you can take your donation dollars and you can do it, you donate through Benevity and then the charity. So we are at the receiving end um, right. of Benevity, but they have, you know, very large organizations that um, have come on board this platform because they've made it so much more easier it's and seamless. accessible. Absolutely, right. absolutely. So let, I mean, let's, take that, let's take that part for you because you said sometimes what's happening in your corporate world affects the charity side so give let's just say the last five years what if you give an example of mm-hmm. how one impacted the other and vice versa if you if you can anything off the top of your head yeah and I think you know there are certain um, I'll start with governance governance is a, a huge piece that I think when you're starting a business right. you don't think about any of that stuff um, but when you have a charity it's very important for the charity transparency and information you provide Absolutely. to yep to build in those governance structures to build right. in those committees to really compartmentalize how you run this charity. Um, And so the charitable world has really helped me um, run my business because now, you know, when you're a a business owner starting out, you do everything. Everything is on your shoulders. So you're mopping the floors, doing the social media, (laughs) and you're running the business and training your staff. Um, And so, you know, with the charity really growing over the last seven years, right. I started to take some of those practices. Like just parent reports or informa- financial information for the... Exactly, and streamlining it. So all of our you know, books are streamlined. Every single um, incorporated entity... Um, oh, your corporate books, sorry. Not, you, my corporate books, Not the books yeah. on the shelf, but the no, actual corporate records, books and records of account. Yeah, so all the records are, are streamlined. So if it's you know, I can go into my files and I can find leftovers, QuickBooks Online, Hive, QuickBooks Online. So everything is sort of streamlined and that right. really helps um, organize things for me and for my team. And I think when I started every entity, I only had to organize things for me and I really only had to think about, um, you know, my What was important for I, you. Exactly. Right. But um, you cannot create change that way. You cannot grow companies that way. And so you really have to bring on and adapt to what your team needs. And if you find a following and find people that want to follow your causes or work with you or, you know, advance the work you're doing, um, you need to start to adapt to them. And and I think community has really taught me how to do that through the charitable sector. Um, And that's really helped me. So the community being the the broader community? Yeah. So Leftover serves, you know, marginalized and vulnerable um, populations. Right. And, you know, one of our tenements is we are always going to community to ask what they need. Um, and I've sort of taken that philosophy and I've, you know, helped drive my businesses that so way. So it's changed. So you've, you've, you've gone, do you, do you do focus groups or do you have, I mean, that, it's just interesting. So because mm-hmm. the, as the, the Calgary community, so the headline is this community, that we're suffering for jobs and so forth. Mm-hmm. But obviously then that trickles down into that left, I would say the leftover community, but they're left over. Yeah. They're, they're, they're forgotten. Yeah. How so? Have you done? How do you find out what they they need? The community needs. So it depends on what organization. So I'll I'll give an example through Fresh Roots. Right. So Fresh Roots is a mobile grocery store um, that brings affordable, uh, healthy produce directly into community. So right. we've retrofitted a decommissioned Calgary Transit bus. Nice. Uh, we have a three-ton truck on the road. We have a one-ton truck in Edmonton. So like um, a mo cart with those old. They'd come on. They ring the bell, and the guy would bring up the the band or whatever it is, and, and they'd sell food yeah, to the industrial. Yeah. So what we do is we work with Meals on Wheels, mo cart. Yeah. 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 Same sort of idea. So we work with. Um, 
uh, industry partners in the grocery sector and they right. sell us food for a discounted rate. We share that discount into community. Nice. And so community members who live in food deserts or who are in you know, vulnerable or marginalized situations, right. they um, are able to access food for about 40 to 60% um, discount. So, literally, I just passed the other day the mustard seed. Is yes. that is that some yeah, company? Yeah, we work with the mustard seed. And it's a vibrant building, and I, I know the area. And it used to be called Cash Corner. That's down right. In that, that sort of still is to okay. some extent. So you're talking about the 1010 building. The mustard seed has now grown, and they also have um, okay. something in the southeast. But the one downtown is what. It's the one downtown, and, and that whole area that if you and it's Fourth Street and kind of that. Mm. You know, and, and I think when I was at the work work nicer place, and I, I kind of got lost, I was going back into downtown, and there I saw the mustard seed. I'm like, this looks like a real, and I, and I kind of understood what it meant. But so the work that they do is 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 purely giveaway, or is it the, like the yeah? So they have, I believe they have transitional housing. They have um, a, a kitchen, and then they work with okay. their um, not that I want to get no, you to tell me anything, but to um, to sort of get them back on their feet. So the Leftovers Foundation, we take excess food and we donate to places like the Mustard Seed. Okay. Um, the Fresh Roots Mobile Grocery Store, we also work with the Mustard Seed in the capacity where we stop by and then people are able to buy affordable At very food affordable prices. for you know the homes um, and, and, and for themselves. So the, the two models sort of act really uh, differently um, and the point of it is really to disrupt this sort of... Um, sort of free model, free food model. Soup line. I mean, a soup kitchen or the soup, just yeah. stand in line and get the... Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we look at the spectrum of work that the Leftovers Foundation does, Fresh right. Roots really being a project out of the Leftovers Foundation, is we're really working to decrease food waste and increase food access. And that acts, the food access spectrum, like the food security wow. spectrum is... You know, sometimes people um, can't pay for food at all, and so they're going to a service agency like the food bank or the mustard seed or the drop-in sure, center sure. to get a meal. And then you have people that can afford food, they just can't get to it for whatever reason. Right. So that may be, you know, a senior that uh, lives in a food desert that isn't close to transit. So food desert meaning stranded or away? Yeah, so they're not... Um, the way I define food desert is you're not walking distance from affordable and nutritious A desert food. being, you can't, it's just... A desert, like in in the sand exactly. where I lived in the Middle East. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So we can't. Um, they Not dessert. Access. Food dessert. No. Sorry. But <laughs> like, the one you, she's talking about the dessert. Yeah, yeah. There's food desserts over there. You can get them really nicely. No. Okay. But I mean, I think that's a, an important point too because we have, I think, an abundance of. Um, sweet treats and fast foods, yeah. um, but what we don't have an abundance of and what's not readily accessible is that affordable, uh, nutritious, healthy food. And so when we have communities telling us that, you know, it's if they were to make a choice, right. it's $4 to get a full A&W meal, like a fast food meal, sure. or it's $4 for a cucumber. So what are they going oh to gosh. choose for themselves? They're going to take the, the fast convenient food, of which course, is it's not a, nutritional. It's a full meal. It's, you know, the, they're, it's, yeah. the calories are, are nothing. Um, and, but that's what, that's our option. That's our option. You know, when you, you touched, touched on the food wastage, and I'm, I'm not really going to go into details, but in the Middle East, a lot of meeting pilots, and they were talking about they'd have a flight, and they come on, and there's because you migrant workers, I, flight would be very few, and some some of them only two, a few passengers. All that food would just get trashed because yeah. of some kind of health, deemed health concerns. They could not give it to the migrant workers. 
I mean, to me, I, that, that's a, there's a landmine or landfill full of potential For sure. food like, to give yeah. away. So never mind the rest of the world, although we do waste 40% of what we produce globally. Right. Canadians waste $49 billion of food each year. So that's you know, a portion of that food we're sending to the landfill. It's creating methane gas, and there's right. sort of this domino effect or this, I guess, complexity of, of you know, how food is handled. Sure. Um, and so the leftovers, found, like it basically started because I saw a, a lot of food that was about to go to waste and we right. were able to take it to the drop-in center um, and it was used up um, the next day. But so that's just awareness. To me, it's like awareness. I mean, I, I, it's convenient to say, oh, there's a health issue when you go right from a hot plate into the bin, or right. I mean, use the word a trash bin or to yeah. the garbage. Yeah. And literally, but that's just convenient because it's laziness or perhaps n- n- there's lack of awareness of organizations like yours I mean, what would you do in that example? Say, let the airlines do they, right. or the or the fast food places? They have buns. I'm going back a long time ago. I used to work at McDonald's, mm-hmm. and I remember they were counting buns that didn't get used. Throw them in the bin, yeah, or the the trash. And some, so some retailers and some uh, sectors are are way better on on food waste than right. others, or, right. or reducing their food waste. Uh, we are in preliminary talks with WestJet to see what we could do with right, them. Right. Um, but there, there is this sort of seeming liability around, uh, around the donation of food. Fortunately, every province has a Charitable Food Donation Act, right. um, which basically states, it's like a Good Samaritan Act, that no one is liable if we're not donating food that's visibly moldy, rotten. Sure. And, you know, I wish, you know, we could, you could take the video. You could have a video footage showing that the pictures, these were fine. The food was fine before it left our hands. I mean, there's a lot of ways oh, yeah, to track that. Ways. And actually, we do track that on our app. So two years ago, um, we had a partnership with Uber where yeah. Uber drivers were uh, helping our volunteers get around to donate food. Nice. Um, and I thought, well, we need our own app. Like, we need a, a food rescue app because it can't be organized off of an Excel document on my computer anymore. <laughs> Because the need of, you know, d- redirecting food from one place to the next sure. was becoming so great. And a lot of vendors were coming on board and a lot of service agencies needed that. So you food. have an app for that? Yeah. So it's called um, the, well, we're changing the name, but it's called the Rescue Food app. Right now it's on as the Leftovers app. Right. Um, but it's called the Rescue Food app. And it was developed by 14 and 15 year old girls from Bishop McNally Wonderful. High School in Calgary. Wonderful. And they worked with a program called Technovation that really gets young girls at the high school in level. STEM. Yeah, at the high school level. So they partner with the Faculty of Science at the university, and they nice. bring on a mentor, and they teach these girls how to code, how to prototype, and how to build up this app. So I basically had a wish list of you know what I thought our app could do sure. um, in terms and they of created food it. rescue, and they created it. So you can download it from the Apple Store and Google Play. Brilliant. But it does sort of this... You know, you can take a photo of the app, you can post it to social media. There's a huge awareness piece about food waste that I think if everyone had food waste sort of top of mind, we would buy less, we would throw away less, we would take what we can only eat. In today's social media, that, that awareness... It's very. I don't. It's, it's easy and also very hard to get create that awareness because people are so. They're so it's a bit off topic, but literally, we're we're distra- there's, Our attention is on whatever's in our hand, yes. and so to get how do you change that to get into that person's hand so that you know the scroll whatever people with their right. feed their social news feeds. But anyway, that's another topic. Within yeah, that, there's several things I want to talk for about. For sure, and I, you know, smartphones. This is the future. You know, if we if we can't easily access it, right. um, access it, we're just we're just not going to do it. And so, 
I think that you know, in the wave of social media and the wave of smartphone apps, we really wanted to create a platform where people, you know, it would be easy to volunteer. It would be easy to donate. It would be easy to say. So that the volunteers can log on and, and, and schedule their time, or have yeah, that? absolutely. So volunteers can. So all of the routes that are on the app are scheduled routes, and so they can see, you know, if it's in their area. But you can't. You should say out. routes. <laughs> the route right. roots. Sorry, I I just had to pick on that. I say routes because I say fresh roots and I use them interchangeably. Right. But people get so confused if it's fresh R O O T S or fresh R O U T S, but it's roots like a or routes. Like the route. No, route. no, the route. Like and route. I absolutely know Anyways. that. I absolutely <laughs> like, like. I get called. I you've heard me say the word bin, and that's that's really a British term, and it's trash. Throw it in the trash. Or even right. waste. I mean, so that's the cool kill uh, things that come up. But look, I want to I want to drill down. Maybe not now, but on that that that, that school with the STEM the girls because yes, I, I yes, interviewed yes. the principal of Queen Elizabeth High School, and we, Jason Errol. So we went. We talked about on the podcast an earlier podcast, and he said literally, at the there was a call to arms per se, learning what the community, what the schools should produce producing or. But the kids, mm-hmm. so the Ministry of Education in Alberta and, and, and the business community across Alberta had that discussion, and there's a change. So even right to this grade six, seven, eight, nine, more entrepreneurial, more, and you've just said an example right there. They have an example at Queen Elizabeth in terms of the, the, the food, and they used to call it home ec, and I think mm-hmm. they, it's not home ec anymore, but they make food and they sell it in the cafeteria. Not quite the level of the girls creating apps, but that is brilliant. So. Oh, I love that, though. I love that. You know, I think... We need more of these types of options. And at the time, this was an after-school project. So the girls were staying after school with their computer that, science teacher and, you know, really coding this. But how long ago was that? Like two, out. three years ago or recent? Two years ago. So those girls are now going to be into university, close to university close level. Close to university, yeah. So two are graduating this year. So three are graduating this year. One just completed her first year of university. She works part-time for our foundation now. Wow. And so for a lot of these girls, it was their first job. It was their first, um, you know, introduction into building apps and, and you know, STEM. Ste- I mean, you, you've said the words STEM and science, technology, uh, engineering and math. And it's literally, how do you get... Uh, that's an awful... Can, mm-hmm. And I'm sure we haven't talked about high development. We haven't talked no, about... No, I know. The, but all the, these things the cross over. And I think, you know, if we're to look at these complex problems and these global issues like food waste and food insecurity, sure. we need to involve all sectors. And if we're not doing that and if we're not all stakeholders at the table, right. it's going to be very difficult for us to find solutions to these things. So, Lourdes, I mean, you, you said a lot... We've, we've, we've talked a lot, but... Maybe if you take all your things you're involved in for the next two to three years, what would you say is going to mostly impact or should be a focus? And if they're, if they're all homogeneous or you know, together, but what do, you, what do you think are the three, two or three key issues over the next the coming years? For, for everything? Just, I, it may be, <laughs> and, and I'll, give you, I'll, I'll help lead you into a lot, a lot of themes I've heard is talent, mm-hmm. finding the right tech talent for, for Calgary Economic Development, the fellow at Mob Squad, uh, Irfan Raji, Irfan, yes. yeah, and he said talent, getting talent. Yesterday, talking with uh, some startups and getting people to help. Yeah. So, I'm giving you some. I'm feeding, I, but you can I, tell I, me what you think are going to be most important for for your. Well, let's take leftovers. Yeah, I mean, I do think that charities uh, with charities and and nonprofits need to survive without government funding. Right. And so, I think that a lot of charities and uh, nonprofits now, like Fresh Roots. We're looking into, I mean, Freshwoods is a fully functioning social enterprise. And okay. I really think that's the way businesses 
need to start looking Being sustainable, at. self-sustaining. And, and Absolutely. We need to be able to come up with different revenue streams for our, um, for our nonprofit or for our, our Listen to you say that because I listened to a podcast and the guy said, and it was, an edu- it was something, I think it was hair, hair salon. And I, I, I don't, he, was, he had his own business, but it was 10% was outside and mm-hmm. 90% government. I'm like, wow. That's a sh- that's a radical shift to go. Right. That ten is not driving your business. The ninety is, which is government funded. So I mean, if that's that's a radical shift. Disrupt that way. Yeah, because if government government funding dries up, which we actually did see with the Leftovers Foundation, right. when we switched governments this last um, election, we lost seventy five thousand dollars worth of funding. Now that may not mean anything to a large charitable organization, but we're very small. small. Yeah. And so that you know really hits impacts our. You. It, it really impacts the work that we can do in a community. So we really needed to think on our feet and we were already doing these things with fresh roots starting. Um, but we really need to come up with different revenue streams but that's that we're be, yeah, sustainable a business, on our own. Like a business, more run like a business and less like a nonprofit. That's right. I think um, you really need to take a business lens when you look at any venture that you're starting. Because right. the last thing that we want to do is you know start donating food or bring affordable food into community and start making these impacts with diet-related wow. d- diseases and reducing social isolation and then take that away just because we can't fund that. And so we really have to come up with these models um, that are forever sustainable so that we can continue to iterate these projects to serve community. And create, I mean, really create grassroots. And I, I go back to your, the, the STEM girls creating that grassroots. And then so when they are in university level, or you know, the, whether it's youth, but it's really the importance of, of just creating that sense of awareness. Right. I, again, a bit, whether it's a charitable donation or business, taking that responsibility and, and that and unfortunately I, I try I have three daughters <laughs> the STEM I, I, I've had I've had conversations where it's you know look at the tech you play you play games you play <laughs> different games but you're not you know that interest isn't the same as right. uh, on the app but. actually it's funny on the app um, our next version it'll be a gamified because it started with 14 year old girls and so the nice. more you volunteer the more you redirect food the more points you get you get badges and all of these things that these girls have created that <laughs> so is brilliant funny so lord it's really i thank you for your time today i know you've got a lot and oh, i, I wish we you. could have touched on you for it maybe we can have separate podcasts for <laughs> that there's definitely a lot to unpack from this alone thank you for your time no today. thank you for having me